0: Brittany Ross and I play the fiddle.
1: I'm Catherine Blentgen and I play the pipe.
0: And together we are Fiddle and Pipe, two classical musicians
1: who are reading and discussing topics beyond the staff.
0: So grab a book, take a seat, and tune in.
1: I'm gonna record.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm recording. I'm adjusting. Whee! I guess I gotta get the backup recording going
1: just in case Google glitches or Zoom glitches. Like it just glitched on my end, your sound distorted, and I'm like, oh, how fun. Look at that, like clockwork. I mean, it could be worse. We could have had the power go out in the middle of this, but let's knock on some wood. That way it doesn't happen. Um,
0: I don't have any wood. My desk is like not real wood. It's made of particle board.
1: There's a wooden mandolin right behind you. You can tap. Pat. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I was like I don't have any wood and I'm there's like wooden <laughs> instruments all around me.
1: <laughs> I know like they're hanging right behind.
0: <laughs> I don't know I just never think about it it's always there. Isn't your
1: door made of wood? Isn't your window frame made out of wood?
0: My window frame is actually not.
1: Oh 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 yeah because you got new windows you have like nice windows.
0: <laughs> yeah so it's made of like PVC or fiberglass or something. And it's
1: like the nice slideable ones too, which Mm -hmm. they're so great. I have like these old rinky deek slidey ones that I feel like are gonna fall off when I try to open them again, like one day. At least it's not like your house. It's just,
0: you know, you're renting. I'm
1: just renting, you know, for who knows how long.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. I mean, renting a house, I mean, sorry, buying a house is... I don't know if I'm ready for it. It's a commitment. The work never ends. But speaking of work never ending, some other work that's not ending is reading New Moon and taking notes for New Moon.
1: At least is better of a read than what we were reading, like, over the summer. And by that, I mean Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm currently editing those episodes, and oh man. So bad. If y'all want to hop on our <laughs> Patreon at patreon.com slash fiddleandpipe, you can hear us and basically all of our friends uh, comment on the dumpster fire that is Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. It is a train wreck. It
1: is wild. <laughs>
0: More details on that to come. <laughs> Yay! Yay for unofficial announcements. <laughs>
1: Honestly, ever since we recorded the first episode, that's all I've been thinking about is how. Just I know it was like pretty heated about like how I hated Fifty Shades is a ripoff of New Moon, and that's all I think about when I'm reading further and further and further and further into this freaking book.
0: Yeah, did you find more comparisons in this section?
1: Oh yeah, Jacob Black is Jose.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, but he's not rapey.
1: He's not. I don't I mean. I don't know. Maybe Jose has but like more of a plot in book two who knows you have it so you can tell us (laughs) i also like when i was reading this too i know that you didn't read the books in high school but when i'm like reading these i'm going back and thinking about wow last time i read this i was 15 years old most likely and right a lot has changed (laughs) since and i can just like remember like the hype about it and Maybe I read this before, like, Twilight came out, like, the movie came out. Because nowadays, it's easy to kind of visualize and imagine the characters and everything, because the movies have been out for at least a decade now, I want to say. Right. Like, I'm going back into, like, I'm thinking back when I first read this book, and it reminds me of, like, I had such a different perspective of things, of, like, what I imagined, what I visualized, and... Going back and reading these again, I'm like, I have a clear, like, point of view of, like, what these characters look like in my head and what's happening and finding more details. Whereas, like, when I was in high school, I was just like, Jacob Black is hot. What does he look like? Right. <laughs> like, he looks like Taylor Lautner. He's so cute. I don't know. I'm finding more details of this than it's... I don't know. I kind of like it. I, I don't just like it because I say that I'm team Jacob. I actually like this book because... One, I think there are some really good little hidden gems that Stephanie Mayer could have definitely, like, explored a little bit more on. Again, I know it's not a book like Harry Potter with adventure and everything. It's a romance novel. But there's some really...
0: Yeah, it's not like a hero coming of age Mm -hmm. tale.
1: Like, as I continue reading this book, because I'm on chapter, like, 22, I think.
0: Yeah, I keep seeing you update (laughs) your status on Goodreads, and I'm like, She is binging this. You are so far out. I've only read the stuff for this chapter.
1: I like some of the things in this book. I know. And it's sad because I see a lot of hate for this book. (laughs) It's like crap. And I'm like, I don't know. I kind of like this one. It's different. The theme of this book is not adjectives.
0: It's foreshadowing. Yeah. I think you can definitely tell that uh, Stephanie Meyer
1: or Mayer. I think it's Mayer now. (laughs) Is it? It's Mayer. Let us know. Oh, God. I I don't remember what we talked about. I thought... Maybe I'm confused.
0: I could also be confused. (laughs) I feel like neither of us retain information well, which is great for two musicians reading books on a podcast. Mm -hmm. But I do think that, like I said last episode, her writing is just so much better than Twilight. I think New Moon so far, and again, I've only read through Chapter 7. I think so far it is a better book. I... do you think that Stephanie Mayer still struggles with like having some sections where she feels the need to tell you every single thing that happened instead of what's relevant to the plot and what's exciting to the reader. Mm -hmm. Like there are some sections where it's like Bella went to school and nothing happened. And I'm kind of like, why did we even need to talk about this?
1: (laughs) She emailed her mom. Like, yeah. "What, What? But then we get like, Oh, there's this guy named Sam and he's taking these kids Which is a little creepy one. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't... But then again, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it. But, like, he's taking these kids and they're hanging out and they think they're, like, they're this, like, little gang. And I'm like, what is this? Like, okay, can we, like, do a little bit more on this instead of what's happening at the fake friend group at lunch? Yeah. Like, this is more enticing. I mean, I get the whole balance and like setting a scene and setting like Bella's not just this girl that interacts with vampires and wolves she's also a normal human being and I'm like we get it she's a boring average girl just like every one of us so can we just get to the exciting part
0: (laughs) she's relatable yeah so for this Uh, episode we read chapters two or sorry four through seven yes um and at first i was like wow this is a bigger section than the rest than our last episode but
1: it's not that bad it's not that long
0: an unbelievable amount of this is filler
1: yes it is very filler
0: (laughs) so we get to chapter four waking up waking up Sabella's coming out of her numb trance of losing Edward, basically. Okay,
1: like, can we just imagine the scene, though, in the movie? Like, do you remember this in the movie? No. Oh. Are you asking (laughs) me if I remember something? (laughs) Well, maybe it's just because I binge-watched, like, the whole Twilight series one day when it was on Netflix last year. Because this was around the time when we finished Twilight, and I was like, I need to watch the movies. I'm not going to wait. So there's a scene in New Moon where, like... Edward breaks up with her, and it's just Kristen Stewart sitting, like, this, like, with her knees up, and she's, like, cuddling her knees or cradling her knees on a chair, and she's just staring out the window, like, <laughs> and then it's just, like, this roundabout montage, and it's, like, October, November, December and it's like snow and leaves and it's just like Kristen Stewart looking the same. Just sitting out the window. It's Kristen Stewart looking like
0: herself but it's good. It's like they filmed her for 30 seconds and they were like okay you just sit there for like 30 seconds and we're gonna have stuff playing around you. Yeah
1: but it's good because that's what I visualized when I was turning the pages so I was like Kristen Stewart <laughs> like this is great. Thanks new moon. I think it
0: was an interesting way of narrating the fact that she is just kind of going through the motions of life for that time.
1: Yeah. I mean, what else would you do if you had a breakup? But at the
0: same time, she realizes that she's just been existing for these four months, but didn't her and Edward only date for, like, six months? Like, that seems like an obscene amount of time to grieve over that relationship. Because,
1: like, when did the first book start? Was it, like, around the spring or something? Yeah, I think it was... Like, winter spring?
0: Around the spring of the following year. Yeah. So they didn't date for
1: long. No. Wow. Okay, so she's, like, Taylor Swifting this, basically. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to dismiss, like, people's
0: emotions and stuff, and it seems like your feelings are more intense when you're a teenager. Like, things that I would perceive as smaller now definitely felt like a bigger deal when I was a teen.
1: Yes true
0: but at the same time grieving over a relationship that's six months long for four months seems like excessive
1: that's insane i mean i don't know even for teenage life i didn't really date in high school so i can't really relate and even when i like did have like a heartbreak, and i'm gonna put that in quotes basically whenever i saw like a guy that i like with another girl i was like sad for a day and then i would be like okay Let's go on to the next one. Yeah, that sounded like pretty weird. Um, anyway,
0: <laughs>
1: Catherine's a hoe. On to the next one, I
0: guess. Um, <laughs> uh, my longest relationship in high school was like eight and a half months, and it ended the month I started at Kennesaw. And it was because I, I was feeling like I was developing like feelings of love for this guy. But he never showed really any interest in, like, reciprocating that level of feeling. So I was just kind of, like, at that point where I wanted to be a little bit more serious and I felt like he wasn't going to be. Mm-hmm. Maybe he would have if we actually had a conversation, but I was, like, 18, so.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, you're <laughs> young. I I totally get it. And it's yeah. it's easy to kind of get, like, really caught, like, I mean, I can, I get it. Like, it's easy to get caught up over a guy and, like. Especially Mm -hmm. that you, I mean, in this case, it's like Bella was invested in, like, turning into a vampire and being one of them, so I can see that. Yeah, her level of
0: commitment was strong.
1: Yeah, it was strong. Mm -hmm. She was hit hard, so. She channeled in that millennial emo sad state very well. That emo sad. Yes. Basically what 2008 was, (laughs) y'all.
0: All those years. So she's sitting at the table with Charlie and Charlie has had enough of Bella just kind of like going through the motions of life, which I can't blame him because he's probably looking at this like how we are like, okay, you've been basically doing nothing for four months. Like we need to kind of figure out what's going on. So he's like, you know, you need to change of pace. Like something needs to change, change, uh, let's send you to Jacksonville, which I made a smart ass comment in the previous episode when Edward got them tickets to go to Jacksonville and I forgot that her mom lives there because I was like "Was in Jacksonville and I was like oh I guess that's what's in Jacksonville
1: I mean yeah that was that was the only thing but I mean for real I mean not shitting on Jacksonville or anything but I really don't know what's down there um aren't the Jaguars from Jacksonville yeah but like do you know anybody that's a Jaguar fan I know the Jaguars did pretty decent one year in NFL (laughs)
0: My cousin's wife, but that's only because they live in Brunswick, Georgia.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't really know anything about Jacksonville. I know it's in Florida.
1: Renee lives there. <laughs> Renee, in meeting Bella's mom, lives there. Which means she's probably a Jags fan. Maybe. Yeah. Let's say... Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Good luck this year, guys. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's like, I don't want to move to Florida. It's hot. And I'm like... <laughs> Duh.
0: She's like, I don't want to burden Renee and whatever my stepdad's name is. And he's like, are you kidding? They'd be happy to have you. Isn't it Phil? Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> I'm like, wait, isn't it Phil? I think so. I think so. so. Um,
0: yeah. I was thinking of the dad from Fifty Shades. Or not the dad, the stepdad from Fifty Shades. I know! <laughs> <laughs> Two... Freaking similar. And then
1: there's the other guy that's, like, dating her mom or something in that book. So there's, like, two dudes, which is, like, wow, variety. Like, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. I guess. (laughs) Charlie
0: is just like, look, you can't keep doing the same thing. You are just... You're literally not doing anything. You're not going out. You're just coming home and cooking and doing homework. You're just kind of going through the motions of life. You don't go out or see anyone... Because Bella's like, I don't understand, like, what your issue is. I'm not doing anything. And Charlie's like, that's my
1: point. You have to socialize.
0: Like, you're a high school senior. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And she's like, fine, I'll go make plans with Angela and Jessica tonight. Which, sure. Sure, Jan. (laughs) I mean, she could have just said that and lied, but, you know.
0: (laughs) She could have. But remember, she had this whole thing where she was like, I could just drive to Port Angeles and come back but then charlie could look at my speedometer or not speedometer like the mileage counter and Mm -hmm. or no she was saying that she could lie but charlie would check like the mileage counter on her car and see that yeah which seems like a whole level of helicopter parenting but
1: i mean it's kind of sweet because like it shows that like charlie cares but it's also kind of like i don't want to say random but just kind of interesting because compared to like the first book their relationship he's Very, like, hands-off. Yeah, and in this case, and I guess in this book, all of a sudden, I mean, I totally get that, you know, closeness brings you together, I guess. Living in the same house, I guess, brings you together, but I don't know. It's still a little random to me that he's, like, all of a sudden, like, what's on your speedometer, like, or what's your mileage?
0: (laughs) It did seem out of the blue, but I think he also might be triggered by this, because in the same conversation, he's trying to relate to her, and he's saying that... He also had a really hard time when he got divorced from her mom. Mm -hmm. I actually really like that Stephanie chose to put this in the book because this is showing, like, a vulnerable male. And this book was written in 2006, which is not something that you would normally see back then.
1: Mm -hmm. It's true.
0: So good for Charlie. Good for Stephanie. And he's saying, I had a really hard time, too, and he's saying that maybe Bella should see a therapist, which... Again, not a bad idea. She's grieving for four months about a relationship that she's had for six months. Right?
1: He doesn't mention it, but that would have been nice. A little mental health checkup would have been nice. But no, this is a vampire romance novel.
0: Yeah, Bella shoots that down really fast. She's like, you want me to see a shrink? And I was like, ooh, a shrink? And then I had to look back on when this book was written. I'm like, oh, 2006. I'm like, that tracks. Yeah.
1: A little behind the time, but or a little ahead of its time. You're right. <laughs> oh, <Or> behind.
0: <laughs> yeah, a little behind the time. A little behind
1: the time. I'm, like, trying to think for a second. I only had one cup of coffee, so. Go get more coffee. Drinking water. I brushed my teeth and came up to the loft, and I was like, I'm not drinking coffee after I brush my teeth. That just, like, that grosses me out.
0: Don't you drink it with a straw anyway? It doesn't
1: even touch your teeth. Well, like... With ice stuff, yes, but I don't want to drink coffee after I brush my teeth. I don't know. That's just, like, a weird combo to me. I'm not a peppermint mocha fan either. Uh, Like, every time someone orders one, I'm like, like, gross. You're like, mm, toothpaste in my coffee. Yeah, no thanks. That's, oh, God, that sounds so gross. Can we move on to another subject? (laughs) (laughs) So Charlie's
0: like, whatever you need to do, you're obviously fighting me, but you're just sitting around forks and waiting for Edward to come back and that's not going to happen, so yeah. get your shit together.
1: So, basically, Bella's like, fine. I'll go make plans with Jessica and Angela. And he's like, that's not what I'm saying. But, you know, she's a teenager. She's like, I'm going to do it.
0: He's like, I guess that's
1: better than just sitting around the house. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, have fun. Go do it. Then she goes to school. It's funny because, like, we, I know we mentioned this last episode. When I was going over my notes... She's more – she's becoming more observant of how people are not noticing her. Like, it's, like – it's popping up in bits and pieces, like, with with the previous stuff that we read in the last episode. And even in this section, it pops up every now and then, like, these people don't really pay attention to me anymore, which I think is interesting. Like, Mike doesn't really talk to her anymore. And then, like, Jessica is kind of, like – Weary. Weary, yeah. Bella's, like, asking her, like, hey, do you want to go see a movie? Like – after school today, and Jessica's saying, with me? (laughs) Which I, like, that was funny, because, like, that was, like, italicized when I read it, and I was, like, interesting. (laughs) So I just, like, verbed it as, with me? (laughs) I can't blame her for acting.
0: I really can't blame anyone for acting like that, though. Do you remember in high school how big of a deal it was for people... When your friends got into a relationship, and they're like, oh, I'm not going to forget my friends, and then they forget their friends, and then something happens. I had a friend like that. To the relationship. Yeah. And they break up, and then they come back, and you're like, oh, hey. Oh, yeah. You just decided I exist again. Yeah,
1: I had a friend like that. You knew them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I had a few friends like that. I think that's pretty normal for high schoolers. Yeah, pretty normal. I wasn't like that. Or at least not to that extent.
1: Yeah, I wasn't like that, because I didn't date in high school,
0: so... I dated, but I never dated anyone for long. Yeah. I don't know, I just wasn't that interested. I didn't really get, like, all-consuming about boys.
1: I mean, fair. And there's some... I mean, if if that's your thing, that's totally fine. It just wasn't mine. And I know it wasn't yours, so... Yeah.
0: Yeah. We're the same person in that regard. (laughs) Yeah. So, they decide to see a zombie movie... And go out to dinner.
1: A zombie film won't really have romance in it, so.
0: Yeah, wasn't Jessica suggesting all these romance movies that were... And Bella was like, oh my god, no. Romantic comedy kind of things. Yeah. And Bella's like, please, please
1: no love. Let's do zombies. Blood. Zombies. Gore. Yay. No love. (laughs) Unless there is a love story. (laughs) Spoiler alert.
0: Jessica... Picks up Bella, which I think is really nice that Jessica went out of her way to pick Bella up, considering that Jessica was (laughs) hella shook that Bella had any interest in her. And she's still wigged out that Bella wants to hang out with her. She's like, So, they're driving the car. She's like, So, what brought this on? And Bella's like, What? And she's in her head, she's like, I need to ask the bare minimum questions to get her to talk, and what conversation topics will keep Jessica talking. And she puts on rap music so she doesn't have to focus on it, and I f- which is so random. I feel like it, like Bella would just be really shitty company to have.
1: I think just really awkward, like really awkward company. Probably just a lot in silence. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, why are you even here?
1: To be fair, there are times where I'm like that, so I can't shirt really on that, because sometimes I'm awkward and silent, and I'm just kind of like, huh, (laughs) what's next? Yeah, but I feel like you're silent
0: just because you're awkward. Awkward Bella is silent because she would rather be in her own head than talk to people.
1: But then, like, what would she be doing for the rest of the day if she wasn't hanging out with her? Like, laying down in bed? Moping? Yeah, Staring at the ceiling. Watching the months go by. (gasps) January. (laughs) February.
0: (laughs) That's actually this whole book. It's 500 pages of months going by. Months going by. (laughs) I mean, it might as well be. So they go to the movie and there's some romance stuff at the beginning that really triggers Bella. So she's like, oh, God, I can't handle this right now. And she's like, you know, I'm going to go get us some popcorn. So she steps out.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I think, doesn't she, like wait until she hears people screaming and then she goes back into the theater (laughs) but it was like 30 minutes into the movie and Jessica's like where the f were you and she's like oh there was a really long line (laughs) it's like there was not a 30 minute line to get popcorn yeah
1: at that point I would have just like left like okay I missed like half the movie not a half like a quarter of the movie maybe and I'm not gonna sit here for this If I was Jessica, I would have assumed that Bella was too embarrassed to tell me that she had to poop. That could be that, too. I can understand that. Yeah, well, I mean, she's gone for 30
0: minutes. Understandable. No one's gone for that long. No. At the end of the movie, there is a zombie just, like, kind of walking around chasing this person. And then Bella has this realization that she's been going through her life like a zombie. Just, like, lifeless, not really observing anything around her, et cetera, et cetera. And it wigs her out to the point that she has to leave again. She thinks that she's the zombie. Which, I mean, let's be honest. She's kind of right. So let's assume this movie is about 90 minutes long. So she misses the first 30 minutes of the movie. She she comes back in and watches probably 45 minutes of the movie. (laughs) And then she sees the last 15 minutes and she's like, she leans over. I'm going to go get a drink. Do you want anything? And sneaks out for the rest of the movie. It's like, she only saw half the movie.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Actually, the last time I did something like that and, like, only watched, like, a little bit of the movie was when I went on a weird date with somebody. And, um, I just kept going to the bathroom. Details. For another day. (laughs) For Fiddle and Pipe Happy Hour.
0: (laughs) Mm. That could be a happy hour story. Hey, there's our conversation topics.
1: (laughs) But, yeah, I just kept going to the bathroom. (laughs) But I also had a (laughs) friend with me.
0: (laughs) Was the friend in the bathroom with you, or did you leave your friend with the guy?
1: I have a really bad friend. (laughs) God, you're such a bad friend. Oh, my God, Catherine. I'm a terrible friend. I'm still friends with this person. wow
0: you might be like a bella level friend i have
1: a bella level friend you guys so (laughs) that's me so the movie
0: ends and jessica you know like every other person who sat through the movie walks out and she's like where the f is bella and bella's sitting on this random bench in the theater and she's like hey (laughs) where were you and bella's like oh well you know i had to get a drink and then I don't know. She doesn't really say anything.
1: (laughs) It's like, what are you doing out here? She doesn't really... I can just, like, imagine her shrugging her shoulders like, "Mm -hmm." Like, why am I here? So then Jessica's like,
0: well, you know, the movie's over, so let's get dinner. What do you want to eat? And Bella is just openly indifferent. Like, she's not even indecisive, because I have a lot of friends, myself included, who are, like, indecisive, and they're like, I don't know. What do you want to eat? And that's fine, but she's literally like, I don't care and I feel like that would be enough if I was Jessica to be like yeah let's just skip dinner and go home because like I don't want to put this energy into someone who like literally doesn't care what we're doing
1: I'm just indecisive like I don't know where to eat <laughs> like
0: I don't know what other people want <laughs> yeah but that's the thing for you it's indecision and you would phrase it like that oh but she literally just like point blank was just like I don't care never
1: mind I totally understand what you mean
0: right now <laughs> It's just so, like, off-putting if someone's not invested in what you're doing. Yeah.
1: And it'd be, it would be just be, like, I don't want to hang out with you. Like, let's just go home. I totally get it. It's weird. It's so weird. It's...
0: Again, they're fake friends. Like... They're such fake friends. So Jessica's, like, whatever. There's a McDonald's within walking distance, so I guess let's go there. And I guess, given the situation, McDonald's is a good choice. Yeah. I mean, they're consistent. They're a chain... It's fast food, so you can still get food and leave this really bad friend date. Yeah. Pretend it never happened. Maybe. hmm <laughs> So they start walking towards this McDonald's, but I don't know how far away it is from the theater. That's never really said. I know. So I was like, how, is it like two miles? Is it like right next door? But they go on this stretch of road that's dark. And there's a bar on the other side of the road that's, like, pirate-themed. And there's this whole paragraph where Bella's like, do they have pirates in there? I don't know. I'm not old enough to go to a bar anyway.
1: (laughs) Were you just like, why is she talking about this right now? Ripping your hair out? Yes. I was like,
0: is this relevant? And then I was wondering if there's pirates in this book. And then I was trying to think back on the movie.
1: I don't remember that. <laughs> I
0: also don't remember that.
1: No Pirates of the Caribbean.
0: <laughs> Pirates of the Moon?
1: Pirates of the Moon.
0: <laughs> 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 uh, so,
1: outside of this pirate bar, is Arg, is... arg. <laughs> is, a cr- is a crew. We have a crew. And...
0: A crew of four men. Yes. And Bella has this throwback to the possible rape scene that happened in Port Angeles last year.
1: When she was walking around, like, by herself looking for a bookstore to find out if Edward was a vampire. Like an idiot. Yeah, and these guys were following her around,
0: and it was definitely, like, highly indicating that it would have been a rape scenario. And then Bella... Or what's-his-face? Edward came... In his fancy-ass car and was like, get in, and saved her. Like
1: Batman. Like Batman. Yes, he is Batman, to be very fa- Yeah, like, now he is. I still want to see it. This is a whole stupid scene. So Bella
0: sees these four guys, and she's she remembers the, the dangerous possible rape scenario from last year. And she's like, I have a desire to go up to these guys because I'm feeling some sort of emotion for once for the first time in like four months so she starts walking they're on the opposite side of the street and Bella starts like walking across the street and then she like stands in the middle of the street for a long ass time just staring which is weird (laughs) staring at them staring at these four guys who are just hanging out outside the bar and Jessica's freaking the fuck out because she's like what are you doing? Why are you walking into this bar? We're underage. Why are you walking up to these guys? Are you suicidal? Like, what are you doing? This is not a good situation. Fair. And, like, Jessica doesn't want to be involved in this.
1: I totally get it. I don't want to end up on a true crime episode
0: either, so. I would also be freaking out. She has the right to be freaking out. And the guys are also wigged out by her. They're like, what is going on? Because she's standing in the middle of the road. And then Edward's voice comes out of nowhere, oh. and he's like,
1: "Don't do that." His lovely voice, which I was like, because I was sitting there when it, when it said it. What was it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I literally laughed when I read this. I literally laughed because like I thought about <laughs> the adjectives that she freaking like said. Yeah, Bella, stop this right now. My muscles locked in place, froze me where I stood because it wasn't Jessica's voice that rebuked me. Now it was a furious voice, a familiar voice, a beautiful voice, soft like velvet. Oh, even though it was a rate, it was his voice. Stupid. She always mentions it velvety, and then, like, later on in the page, go back to Jessica, the lovely voice ordered, still angry. Like, lovely, velvet, beautiful. It's just a little reminiscence of Twilight right there with all those freaking adjectives. I literally laughed because <laughs> it just <laughs> reminded me of that. But um this whole scene was so
0: stupid. So then Bella hears his voice, and she's like, whoa, Edward's back. So then she's like, I wonder if I can instigate him more. So she starts, like, walking up to these guys and literally goes up to them. And they're like, hey, (laughs) do you want to go inside and get a drink? I mean, like, I guess
1: as you would if, like, someone randomly approaches you. How else would you interact if, like, a teenage girl came up to you, was staring at you from a distance, walked towards you. And I think it's also funny because, like, when I was reading this, I'm imagining a scene where she's, like, storming up the street, kind of, in a way. Like, it felt like that in some kind of sense. And all this intensity internally is building up in her. Like, I'm gonna go up to these guys and I'm gonna, like... But, like...
0: externally, it's just her standing in the middle of the road with Jessica going like, what the fuck are you doing? And on the other side, these guys are just staring at her. Like, are you lost?
1: Are you okay? (laughs) I mean, to be very fair, I really liked that. Like, I know it's stupid. The way that Bella interacts in this situation's stupid, but the writing, like, is great for visualizing, like, visualizing, you know? It's perfect.
0: Yeah. So then Bella's like, I'm underage. And then they're like, oh. And at this point, she
1: realizes that they're (laughs) nice
0: guys and she doesn't want anything to do with them. Yeah.
1: So. Then she goes back up. And they're
0: different guys than the ones from last year. And Jessica is. Toos. I would be as well. Yeah. Honestly. If I was her, I'd be like, what the fuck was that? Like, I don't want to save your ass out of a situation that could have been bad for both of us. And you're acting weird as fuck. Yeah. In my opinion her perspective of the situation is totally valid because it's like how we were talking about. You really only understand it if you're seeing it from Bella's perspective. And even then mm-hmm. it's stupid, but externally you're like, what the fuck is she doing? She's just walking up to these random guys. She doesn't know what's going on. We need to get food. Like this friend date's already really bad. She's just like
1: acting kind of on a whim, not really thinking about yeah. how to address a situation. Right. I mean, again, she's a teenager. We have to remember that. No, she's 18. Well, yeah, no. Yeah. She's still a teenager, even if she's 18. <sighs> yeah,
0: She's 18. She's she's still a high schooler. Yeah. A- after this, they get their McDonald's. It kind of breezes through that. And Jessica drops Bella off at home after a really silent car ride. Which is awkward. And Bella's like, okay, well, I'll see you later. And Jessica's like, whatever, Bella. <laughs> I know, like, bye, bitch. <laughs> bye,
1: bitch. And I liked it how, like... I forgot this happened when I went back to my notes today, but, like, Bella keeps waiting to feel the numbness from the pain of thinking about Edward because his voice came up and how she, like, keeps Mm -hmm. thinking about it. Like, she's, like, trying to fight forgetting about Edward that he existed because he's, like, it's like, I've never existed. So she's trying to forget about him. But then, like, Mm -hmm. it's also painful to forget who he was and, like, what he looked like. And she's, like... I don't want to forget those things. And that yeah. that's like a common theme, I think, that pops up in this section, at least, that we'll talk about. But I liked how, even though there was like this comedy happening, like Bella's just like... I mean, it's it's kind of real if you think about it. I mean, not maybe for like a four, six-month relationship when you're in high school kind of deal, but maybe if you like did have a breakup with somebody and it was probably a serious relationship, you try to forget about them.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's easier to feel numb towards a situation than to actually feel the emotions of a situation.
1: Exactly. I just felt like it was kind of, in a sense, realistic to any breakup situation. Right. Or most, I would say. And then
0: Bella, since she has allowed herself to feel some kind of emotion, she basically opens the floodgates and she just starts feeling everything. Yeah. She goes home, or inside, and Charlie's like, how was your date? And Bella's like, oh, it was great. Okay, bye. And then she goes upstairs and just cries in her room because she just can't deal with the fact that she's actually... Allowing herself to feel emotions, which I think is probably yeah. the healthiest thing for her. Because that's what's going to allow her to get past this.
1: And then she can go to therapy, but... I wish. We need to find her a therapist. Call up Stephanie Mayer. <laughs> like, hey. I feel like
0: at this point we have come up with so many ideas of spinoff books that we should write.
1: <laughs> Our own version of... Bella goes to therapy. <laughs> Bella goes to therapy. <laughs> She takes Edward along. (laughs) So I hear you're a vampire. Tell me about your home life. Was it good? Uh, (laughs)
0: My mom died a hundred years ago.
1: Oh, is this in the future? (laughs) Is this like in 2050, 2020, or not 2020, uh, 2060?
0: Oh, no, I'm saying that's, that's Edward saying that to the therapist. Oh, Edward. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. Uh, so we get the chapter five. What's his cheater?
1: Cheater, not cheaters. Cheater. Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Even though Cheaters is a good show to watch it late at night when you are trashed. Just <laughs> saying. What is Cheaters? It would be a show where, like, this person would be like, Yeah, my girlfriend's cheating on me. And then, like, they would get the camera crew and find <laughs> the person that's cheating on them. They would find their spouse oh cheating with cheating on them in action and sometimes it was legit funny it's great trash i love it
0: (laughs) so speaking of trash (laughs) bella is (laughs) hanging out with mike (laughs) yeah she's at work and it's not very busy and bella is actually allowing herself to feel emotions so she's like actually moping around instead of pretending like nothing exists so mike's like you seem upset you can go home early but there are these two guys these two Burly hiker men who are talking about a big black bear that they saw really close to one of the trailheads, which apparently is really uncommon for this area.
1: I mean, if you were hiking regularly and you saw something weird, I totally get it. I mm-hmm. would not feel comfortable whatsoever, and I like being outside.
0: Yeah. It's not really elaborated on more in this chapter, but I feel like it's going to play an important part later in the book.
1: It keeps popping
0: up. Uh, So then Bella Lee's work and she's driving around aimlessly because she's really upset and she's in her own head and she's letting herself feel hurt when she's like, wait a second. The only time I felt something was when I voluntarily put myself into a dangerous situation. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And she's like, maybe I can keep doing that. I don't have to play it safe. I want to live a little.
1: And then she is, like, also saying, like, if Edward broke his promise or the other party broke his promise. And I guess in that way, his voice popping up is kind of like, okay, you broke your promise that you didn't exist anymore. so And that you weren't going
0: to have anything to do with me.
1: Is it this section where she's, like, thinking, am I crazy? Or is it just my subconscious thinking, like, what I want to think? I think that might have been the previous chapter. But I think it's her subconscious making, like, telling her. (laughs) Yeah, I think
0: that's when she was in the middle of the road walking to the bar.
1: Okay, yeah. So technically, I think it's her just, like, popping that idea back into her head. I don't think it's necessarily Edward. Let's just be clear here, you guys. Edward has powers, but he doesn't have those kind of powers where he shows up in your brain. Mm -hmm. He can read minds, but he's not in your mind. (laughs) This isn't explicitly said, but
0: I would be curious if... Bella is making the connection that you know she got a reaction out of Edward by putting herself into a dangerous situation, so she wants to keep putting herself into dangerous mm-hmm. situations to
1: try to get him. Oh yeah, back. Yeah, because she wants to be reckless to. Yeah, have a connection with him. Have that memory come up, you know. So. Right. And what perfect way than riding a motorcycle. <laughs>
0: Yeah, she sees a sign for motorcycles for sale. So she stops and stops at this house and she knocks on the door and she's like, hey, I see that you have motorcycles for sale. How much is one? And she's talking to a kid that's around her age and he's like, well, you can just take them for free because honestly they're garbage. And she's like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, you can take both of them. Do you want me to go ask my mom? And then she's like, oh God, adults. No, I'll just take them. Don't worry about it. <laughs> adults. No, absolutely not.
1: But you are technically
0: one kind of baby Bella. She wants to act reckless and stuff, but she still wants to be a kid. Yeah. And she doesn't want it getting back to Charlie. So it's like the thrill of sneaking around. She's
1: like, I don't want anybody to know.
0: Yeah. Totally. I'm super secret. I'm, like, every girl, but I'm not.
1: Yeah, you're gonna be the only girl riding a motorcycle at Forks, which has a town population of probably, like, 2,022. Oh, wow. That's, like, a year. Actually, that's this year. <laughs> Wait, how big is Forks? I don't know. Maybe that's too small.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, I feel like that's too small. That's
1: too small. I didn't even come up with a creative number of... <laughs>
0: Oh, wow. In 2020, their population was 3,864.
1: Wow, so I wasn't far off. No, they are tiny. Wow. I wasn't far off. Yeah, so she's going to be the only one. How are you going to hide this, Bella? You're going to be the only girl in this tiny little town where you're riding on a motorcycle. Your dad is the sheriff. So do you really think that there's no patrol cars somewhere on the freaking highway, like, looking for speeders? or bears, or people that are, like, trying to murder other people and hide them in the woods because that happens up in remote places. So, like, come on. You're going to stick out like a sore thumb. Let's just be honest.
0: Bella is like, well, now I have these two really bad motorcycles. What do I do with them? And then she's like, wait, I know someone who fixes cars. So Jacob. she's like, Jacob, Jacob. Yeah. She goes home and she calls Charlie at work and Charlie's freaking out because Bella's never called him at work before, which I find weird. Cause I've called my parents at their work and they're always just like, what do you need? <laughs> I thought she emailed him. <laughs> Cause she emails her mom. No, this is not 50 shades. Oh, back and forth emails. <laughs> Just go on AIM. <laughs> Just go back to AIM at that point. So she's like, I haven't been to the Black's house in a while. Can you tell me where it is? And Charlie's like, oh, yeah, hanging out with Jacob would be a great idea. Here's where you go. And she's like, "Cool, thanks. Bye. So she goes to Jacob's house and he's totally not expecting her there. But he like jumps out of the house when she pulls up because I guess he knows this on the truck. And he's like all happy to see her. And she's all like, wow, Jacob's hot now.
1: And he looks like a man. Yeah, puberty did him well. He's like 6'5 yeah. or something. He could be a model. He's all like lean and lanky and mm-hmm.
0: he looks like a man and like his voice is husky. And Bella's like, wow, he's super hot now.
1: Uh That's why they casted Taylor Lautner for this role.
0: <laughs> they have a really uncomfortable sexual interaction that I don't know if... Stephanie put in here on purpose but I'm going to read it. Oh there's so
1: much like
0: yes there is. This is on page 132 if you want to read along with me. I'll read along with you. Bella is basically making a comment that he is so tall now. So she says is it ever going to stop? I shook my head in disbelief. You're huge. Still being pulled though he grimaced. Come inside you're getting all wet. <laughs> Cause it's raining and I'm like okay, okay she's saying he's huge and he's saying she's wet. Like back to back Please tell me that's on purpose, because if it's not
1: <laughs> Yeah. Also, like the bean so. pole, like I feel like if I said bean pole in front of Woody, he would make that sexual in some type of way. Like bean pole. <laughs> I
0: feel like you don't describe like guys who are tall and skinny. You don't describe them as bean poles, do you? It's a very
1: I've never heard of that word before. Have you? No.
0: Well, I mean I I've heard the word beanpole but not not in that context. And also he's just like, "Yeah, I'm just the beanpole." It's kind of weird.
1: I thought he was just making up that word, but I read it. So it's just like I kind of like brushed through it and I was like, "Whatever." So <laughs>
0: the way that beans grow is they they grow up like vines. Yeah. Yeah, they grow up in like vines, so you need to have like a trellis or like like those tomato cages or something around them so they have places to grow up. Mhm. So it's like tall and skinny, so that's why he's saying he's like a bean pole.
1: Oh, okay.
0: But I feel like uh mm-hmm. if you're calling people bean poles, it's usually something that you call like younger kids when they're when they shoot up really fast. That's not something you call like a high school boy, I feel like. Yeah.
1: But no, Jacob like is hot. Penis. I know that's He's so hot. <gasps> I know, that's what I was thinking, like bean pole, penis. <laughs> like
0: penis. <laughs> And also, like, you're huge. You're wet. I was like, huh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I can totally see that now. I was like, am I reading Fifty Shades? Like, what's going on here? I mean, you're not far off, so. There were some moments, too, where I I was feeling some, not sexual tension, but maybe some, like, flirtation. I don't know.
0: There was so much flirtation. Yeah. After all of that awkward interaction, Bella tries to play it cool that she, like, just showed up for no reason, and she goes inside and... Jacob's dad is like come have dinner with us and Bella's like well you know I can't stay late because I have to go home and cook for Charlie and then Billy who's Jacob's dad Mm -hmm. is like oh well I'll just call Charlie over don't worry about it and Bella's like shit I don't want him knowing about the motorcycle like no it's fine I have this whole dinner plan it's fine don't worry about it I don't want to be a burden it's fine
1: yeah next time the dinner plan is important
0: the dinner plan is so important (laughs) because we all know Charlie is a grown-ass man who cannot cook for himself He can't. Nope. I still find that so weird. He can
1: bring home pizza. Mmm.
0: Love a man who brings home pizza.
1: Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Do you hear that, David? (coughs) Bring home some pizza. Bring home some pizza, David. (laughs) Pizza. Woody actually brought home calzones last night, so he brought home pizza. Oh, yum.
0: Mm -hmm. It was good. It was good. Someone has to put the pizza on the table. Yep. (laughs) Then... Jacob's like, well, what do you want to do? And Bella's like, I don't know. Whatever you were doing when I got here. And I'm like, what if he was pooping?
1: That's so weird. Just be like, hey, can I show you something? Or, hey, can you take me out to your garage? Something that's like, be normal, Bella. Be better.
0: Yeah. It's like, okay. Because depending on what he was doing, you wouldn't want to be any part of it.
1: Yeah. What if he was doing something that... What if he was jerking it? That's what I was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, well, okay. I don't want to take part in this. And he is a teenager, so let's just be honest here, you guys. What do you think he was doing? Yeah. But he's not, because Stephanie Mayer is playing PG-13. And she's like, no, he's working in his garage, Mm -hmm. fixing cars, and other things.
0: Mm. He's fixing this really retro Volkswagen and Bella's like, well, you see, I have these motorcycles, but they're hot trash. Would you mind looking at them? And Jacob looks at them, and he's like, yeah, we can work on them, but you don't need to pay me. I just want to hang out with you.
1: Yeah, like he's being a genuine friend. Yeah, which is nice. It's really nice of him and his boner. Mhm. <laughs> Penis.
0: <gasps> uh. So they sneak. <laughs> they sneak the book. The bike. Oh my god. Not the books the bikes back to the shed because bella tells him that she doesn't want charlie to know they have to be super sneaky because bella's like i want to live my life but charlie cannot know that i'm living my life yeah it's so weird because she's 18. she's still a kid jacob gets a good look at him he's like the parts for this are going to be really expensive and bella's like don't worry i have a college fund i can pay for it yeah Then we slide pretty smoothly into chapter six, which is friends. 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 We get an intro into two of Jacob's really good friends, Quill and Embry. Mm -hmm.
1: This was like the weird part where it was like, there was just like this weird flirtation between like Jacob and Bella And it's like Quill and Embry were just kind of there, like, observing slash, like, commenting every now and then, like, watching this happen. Because you can Mm -hmm. totally tell that, one, Jacob totally dished and gossiped about how much he likes Bella and how pretty she is and how perfect and beautiful and all that stuff. And they're like, oh, my God, Mm -hmm. she's hanging out with him. This is the time. I don't like that situation. I never liked that when I was in high school, whenever that situation ever happened. It's awkward for me. Very awkward. When
0: friends would act really weird if two people who like each other or one person who likes another person are interacting. Yep.
1: I also did not like being in those situations where I would be the person just observing it and being like, why am I here? (laughs) Why am I third
0: wheeling this situation? Exactly. (laughs) There, There was one interaction here that was really, I would say, almost inappropriate for Stephanie. Jacob and Bella basically come to an understanding where when and if the bikes can be fixed, Jacob will give her riding lessons to, like, learn how to ride a motorcycle, I guess. Jacob's like, oh, shit, let me find it in the book.
1: I'm going to. Because I'm going to butcher
0: it. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. What page are you on? This is 140. Okay. So this is when they're talking. Bella says that Jacob can make a list of the parts that he needs and they can go and shop around for them. Jacob's face fell a little. I am still not sure I should let you pay for everything. I shook my head. No way. I'm bankrolling this party. You just have to supply the labor and expertise. Embry rolled his eyes at Quill. That doesn't seem right. Jacob shook his head. Jake, if I took these to a mechanic, how much would he charge me? I pointed out. He smiled. Okay, you're getting a deal. Not to mention the writing lessons I added. Quill grinned widely at Embry and whispered something I didn't catch. Riding lessons! You're talking about riding lessons in front of your friends. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's it's really like It's very sexual. Very sexual. And they're teenagers too. And they're younger. So if you think about it, they're probably like, ooh. They're like,
0: yeah, riding lessons. Yeah.
1: <laughs> He's gonna teach her. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I don't miss high school. I don't miss puberty. I don't no, miss I don't. those days.
0: Where everything is overly sexual. Yes. Yes.
1: And then, like, she leaves. And she's like, yeah, okay, cool. So we got everything good to go. Like, mm-hmm. bye. I'm going to go home and make dinner for Charlie, I guess. And she leaves the garage. And she can hear, like, Jake, Jacob, like, saying, like, if you say anything. Or Embry and Quill are, like, kind of, like, laughing or... Not taunting, but just kind of like, oh. Being shitheads, teasing him. Yeah. And he's like, shut up. And even Bella mm-hmm. giggles about it, because she can totally tell that, like, Jacob has a crush on her. Yeah. So, what are you going to do?
0: What are you going to do? Charlie is clearly happy that Bella is happy and actually, like, going out and doing something, but he's super skeptical of the sun change, and he's like, I'm watching you.
1: But then that she has, like, a, a dreamless sleep, too. Like, she says that she finally like slept without waking up screaming in the middle of the night and having a, a night terror and she's still waiting yeah. for this like pain from Edward's voice to come back and like hit her but it's not it's interesting she's apparently been having night terrors for the last 4 months
0: if that was my kid she would be in therapy
1: <laughs> more than in just in therapy probably
0: if it never like stopped like yeah get get on some medication a psychiatrist.
1: Psychiatrist. A s- neurologist. Neuro- neuro- oh, my God. What is the word? Uh, yeah, neurologist? That's it. Doing some sleep mm-hmm. studies, you know, putting you in a lab somewhere. I don't know. Let's figure this out. <laughs> Are you being possessed? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't
0: know. Call ghost hunters. Where's Zach Baggins when you need him? <laughs> <laughs> some crossovers. Zach steps into the room. Is there a ghost in here? <laughs> Now we're adding
1: ghosts into the picture, you know, we got
0: we got all of them. Yeah, I mean I don't know how he's so casual about her screaming every single night for four
1: months. He dealt with it, so <laughs>
0: whatever works for them. Maybe
1: we need a book with Charlie's perspective. It'd probably be a lot shorter, but
0: <laughs> Charlie and the Ghosts of Twilight. Yes. <laughs> My daughter's possessed again tonight. Help. I got no sleep.
1: (laughs) I wonder when that next baseball game's on. Talk
0: to Billy today. What
1: toppings does Bella want on her pizza tonight? I don't know. I'm probably just going to do cheese. She told me she didn't care. (laughs) Literally.
0: (laughs) (coughs) (coughs) Ew, phlegm. So, mmm, phlegm. Mm. So Bella goes to Jacob's and they start looking for parts at the dump and the auto shop. Mm -hmm. And there's this whole cute interaction that spans several pages that they have where Bella is saying how happy she is with Jacob because he's a good person and he has a happy disposition and he's a good friend and he's just fun to be around. And they have this cute little back and forth banter about ages where they're like, you do this and that means you're five years older than your actual age, well, you do this, and that means you're six months younger than your age.
1: Yeah. They're flirting. They're flirting. I also like this. So this is on page 145. This is, again, the theme is foreshadowing a new moon, but I like how Bella describes Jacob when she sees him in this instance, because then we start seeing this a lot more happening. She says, it was Jacob himself. Jacob was simply a perpetually happy person, and he carried that happiness with him like an aura, sharing it with whoever was near him. Like an earthbound sun, whenever someone was within his gravitational pull, Jacob warmed them. It was a natural, a part of who he was. No wonder I was so eager to see him. Like, she talks about warmth. Mm-hmm. That's a common theme that's going to pop up. I guess, like, a little bit in this section, but... Even maybe more in the next section, but just letting you know. Well, it's
0: also a direct contrast to everything physically about Edward, how he's cold. He
1: was cold. And she liked the coldness, too. But then, like, now it's different because she's like, oh, I love the warmth and this feels good.
0: And you can also see the difference in, like, their personalities. Like, Jacob is literally, like, a warm personality person. And then Edward is cold and standoffish Mm -hmm.
1: it makes so much sense why this is called new Moon. (laughs) i think because this is like i mean again we talked about it in the last episode this is kind of a new phase in her Mm -hmm. life i guess life yeah post edward yeah post edward
0: although i still don't understand the cover i mean the cover of twilight was an apple which is probably representing like sin of some kind Right?
1: I don't know. That was never... There was a moment, though, he took an apple, wasn't it? At lunch or something? And he, like, gave it to her or something? Or was that in the movie?
0: Well, I think it might be a Bible thing. Because the story of Adam and Eve and how, like, Eve takes an apple from the tree. And that's, like, the downfall of men. Yeah. And Bella is taking the apple.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another thing, too. Yeah, I don't know what this is. I mean, maybe we'll find out.
0: It's, like, a rose with, like, blood spattered on it? I don't understand that reference.
1: Yeah, I don't understand either. Maybe, like, that could be something we can look up. Charlie
0: comes by the house, and it turns out Billy invited him over for dinner. Bella and Jacob kind of scramble to hide to bikes when they hear Charlie's voice and then they walk up to the house, you know, they're holding hands, they're laughing, they're trying to act like they were just having fun. (laughs) Yeah, and then they have this, like, cute spaghetti dinner with friends and family, and it's just really wholesome and it's just Mm -hmm. a nice environment to be around. Very
1: filler. Very filler. Mm -hmm. Very filler. More filler stuff. She goes home and emails her mom. Mm -hmm.
0: Like, I literally wrote, (laughs) that Bella emails her mom because she feels bad for not being interested in her or keeping up with her for like four months.
1: Yeah, we haven't heard about Renee in a really long time. But also, like, where is Renee? Like, why isn't she constantly calling? Why didn't she go up and visit her for the four months that she was like in terror? Like, okay, December happened. What happened during Christmas? It's like the holidays. Yeah. What What's going on?
0: That's a good point. Bella goes to school the following day. There's this whole blurb about how Bella is, again, noticing that no one's paying attention to her. People from friends to teachers. She goes to lunch, and she's starting to notice everyone's changed appearances Mm -hmm. that she hasn't noticed over the last, like, four months. Like, she's one thing that she says that I think you enjoyed, I'm sure, is that Lauren's corn silk hair was cut off. I know. (laughs) Her hair's a lot shorter.
1: Wasn't that mentioned, too? Like, the corn silk? And I was like, what the fuck? yeah.
0: She literally said corn silk yeah. in the book. Oh. I was like, ah, some adjectives just keep on coming.
1: With this particular section with at the lunch table, it was, again, I could visualize it super clearly. Mm-hmm. There was some kind of, like, I guess, like, like, comedy in there as well. But basically, it was like everyone was basically sitting down at lunch. Bella's there, but they're not really paying attention to her.
0: Yeah, they're kind of talking around her.
1: Yeah, she hasn't really conversed with them anyway much, probably even during those four months that were questionable what she was doing, minus the night terrors and staring out the window. But, like, even before (laughs) then, it's not like she was heavily conversing with them anyway, other than that weird interaction with her giving them the camera to use up all the film.
0: They're just used to her being there and not interacting with her. Yeah.
1: I can, and it was great visualization, like seeing that and being like everyone else has lives outside of vampires and like their lives have just kept going. And so is yours. Like,
0: yeah. And Bella's realizing that her life hasn't really been keeping going, Mm -hmm. which is why I think Stephanie really starts drawing attention to the fact that like, Hey, these people have changed physically and mentally and you've kind of stayed the same Mm -hmm. for the last year. They do have this conversation where they're talking about, hey, what'd you do this weekend, yada yada, and they're all talking, except for Bella. Bella's kind of observing, and it gets to Jessica, and Jessica's just like, um, we were going to have a picnic, but then we didn't, she didn't say anything about Bella. Which is, <laughs> yeah, it's like, what are you gonna say? I had a
1: shitty friend date with Bella. yeah. And then Angela brings up that she and Mike saw, like, a bear or something, like, of a mm-hmm. big bear when they went camping that weekend. And that instantly gets Bella to start talking for the first time. And everyone's like, oh, She was like, yeah, you know, they
0: were talking about that at the store. And everyone just drops everything and stares at her. And she's like, Mike, you were there at the store. And Mike's like, oh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Again, it was great description. I think that's, like, a good strength in Stephanie Meyer's right or Meyer's writing, to be fairly honest. Meyer May meyer Mayer-Meyer. She's getting better at descriptions that aren't
0: just bashing your head over. Yes. With the same adjectives over and over. Yes. You can tell, like, her writing is getting better. And I'm curious, you've read,
1: have you read the other two books in the series? I don't remember them, though.
0: <laughs> okay, I was going to ask you if her writing is better in those, but...
1: Again, I remember plot points. I don't remember her writing. Mm. I don't remember details as much. I'm, I'm assuming it's better, but I just remember reading Eclipse and being bored. Mm. <laughs> I also felt the same way with the sixth Harry Potter book, but I think differently now with that. So the, the opinions I had in 2008 do not stay (laughs) yeah they have not stayed since so maybe eclipse is pretty okay
0: they leave the lunch table and angel's like hey thanks for sticking up for me and believing what i said and helping convince everyone else and then Bill's like yeah no problem it basically breaks the ice um she's like by the way what day is it and she's like oh it's like january whatever And then Belle's like, huh, I have been at the school for exactly a year. And then Angela's like, well, nothing has changed much. And Belle's like, huh, it'll be like I never existed. Yeah, I guess nothing has changed much.
1: Interesting. So it's January, I guess, when when we first mentioned, like, when did Twilight Mm, start? Yeah. So that makes
0: sense. Because I guess the whole incident with What's-His-Face-James was in the spring. Mm Mm-hmm. So I guess that tracks. Yeah. Because the Twilight ended with prom,
1: right? Yeah, it ended with prom. So that would have been, like, April or May. So, yeah, that seems about right. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah. And it also breaks the ice between Angela and Bella, because I remember Angela's name has popped up a little bit more in Eclipse every now and then, like, in this particular, like, setting, I guess. And Mm -hmm. it also breaks the ice with Mike a little bit, which, great. I mean, it's nice that she's
0: actually interacting with people, I think. It is good. It is good. So chapter seven. Repetition. And the last one of this section. Bella wants to go back to the Cullen's house and just see what it's like. And it's just empty.
1: She didn't look inside, right? Like, that's what I assumed that I read.
0: No, she didn't look inside specifically because she said... That's what I thought that it would hurt her more if her, their stuff was still there.
1: She kind of thought about, like, when her grandma passed away and her mom was like, I don't want you to go see her in the viewing because you're too young. It's This is best for you, which oh, I totally mm-hmm. get. That reminded her of the same situation if she looked inside. You know, it might set some feelings in a certain way if things were there or if things were not there. So she was just like, this is best if I just leave now. And right. that's it. Yeah, and it's just,
0: again, probably going after the title of the chapter, Mm -hmm. just more repetition on the fact that it's like, he never existed kind of thing.
1: He never existed. Yeah. But you know who does exist? Jacob Black.
0: (laughs) Yeah, she goes to his house to work on the bikes, and Jacob expresses uh, his anxiety about the fact that he thinks that Bella is only hanging out with him to fix the bikes, and then Bella's like, no, I'm hanging out with you because we're, like, good friends.
1: Well, to be fair, she probably ditched him for that whole summer when she was hanging out with Edward. And then that whole yeah. four-month period of her just being a hermit. Totally get it, Bella. <sighs> Aren't they, like, childhood friends, too? Yeah. Well, with this section, this is the first time we really see Jacob. We don't really see or hear about Jacob as much in the first three chapters. And then, like, three, four months go by. So it's like... If I were in that situation, it's like, are you really, like, just here to hang? Or are you just here to get this done? you Are just using me? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I totally get it. He has his guard up a little bit. He doesn't want to get hurt. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Even on, like, a friend level, you know. And Bella's like, no, like, I'm hanging out with you because I like you. And then she's like, well, to reinforce the fact that she would hang out with him, even without the motorcycle, she's like, why don't we... You know, we see each other every day anyway. Why don't we do homework some of the days that we hang out? Have
1: a homework party.
0: They're going to study together. Mm. Mm.
1: Spicy. Let's <laughs> do some calculus. Some biology. Did you ever have
0: dates in high school where you were studying with someone? Did No. Or is that just like a movie? Okay, no. because I know I would... Never did that. I would study with people. Okay, so I would study with... Like my boyfriend at the time or people that I was interested in and it never really led to anything. I was like, oh, let's do homework.
1: Okay, we're doing homework together. Yeah, I never did anything like that. I always well, one, I always got my homework done early because I was like, I'm not doing homework. Nerd. I know. (laughs) And I also like I always I always did homework at home because if you think about it, like I did marching band, I'd just go straight home, Mm -hmm. I'd flute lessons. I never really did homework with Maybe I did some maybe with some friends if we had like the same class, but a lot of my friends were not in my classes except band most of the time, so.
0: I was taking a lot of AP classes and stuff, and I remember when I was taking APUSH that most of the people in my main group of friends were taking APUSH, so we would get together and do like chapter material together, mm-hmm. but it was it was literally just getting together and doing homework. It was never anything like, even if it was just like me and my boyfriend at the time, it was never like... Let's go study. Yeah. It was
1: never like that. Never like that. Maybe I'm just a nerd. (laughs) I mean, you were doing the right thing. You were like, I need to graduate high school. So.
0: Yes. You
1: did the thing. (laughs) Look
0: where I am today.
1: (laughs) You're podcasting about New Moon. All
0: right. (laughs) Life goals complete. You know, my goal recently has been to be the adult that the child version of me would be proud of. And I think... If 19-year-old me knew that I would be podcasting about Twilight, I don't know if I'd be proud of that.
1: <laughs> the 20-year-old in me would be like, or no, I'm, gonna say, I'm not going to say 20, I'm going to say like the 15-year-old in me would be like, why are you doing this? <laughs> she would be confused. She'd be like, why aren't you doing something else like Harry Potter or Star Wars? <laughs>
0: Then we just kind of have, like, this filler section where she just, she goes home, and it's blah, and she goes to school, and it's blah, but...
1: Mike asks her on a date. (laughs)
0: Yeah, the one thing that's significant, besides Mike asking her out to a date, is she knows that Jessica is still resistant to her. And I'm like, well, yeah, of course she is. Did you forget about that whole thing?
1: And I can see why she cares, because, like, at first, Jessica was so into Bella at the beginning of Twilight, so, like, seeing Jessica not really into Bella now is kind of like, well, why are you stop?
0: It's just such a weird interaction to have after not. Okay, just th- think about this. Your Your friend that you haven't really been on close terms with for the last six months asks you to hang out with them, and then you have that friend date. Yeah. You're probably not going to be super receptive to them. Exactly.
1: Like, I totally get it.
0: So, like, I totally get it, Jessica. Like, I'm team Jessica.
1: So I have, like, my notes. Because this, again, this is a very filler chapter. Mike asked Bella on a date. And Bella's like, I don't date. Which... (laughs) I only date vampires. Yeah, like, really and werewolves. good friend zone answer right there, Bella. And then number two, I put down, there's a montage of Bella and Jacob hanging out, eating a lot of Italian food and doing homework. <laughs> because every time they eat together or with, like, a group of people, like, with Charlie or the Blacks or with any of their other friends, there's always mention of freaking pasta dishes. Makes me hungry. I know. I don't know if you noticed this, though. There's the spaghetti dinner instance from, like, chapter six, I think. And then in -hmm. this chapter, they mention something about lasagna. And then even with Charlie, Mm. he brings home pizza. And I'm like, is there an Italian food theme that I'm not getting? Like, is this the theme right now? Like, let's get all the Italian pasta dishes
0: out. And the one other dish that they went into in detail was... I think it might have been in chapter five where Bella is is talking about how Bella was like taking chicken out of the fryer never mind they were like fried chicken
1: that's not Italian
0: food <laughs> no it's not unless it's chicken parm you know what if she was prepping it for that it's chicken
1: parm let's say let's say that there's an Italian theme here <laughs> So it's like how we had the inner god-
0: inner goddess tally for Fifty Shades. We're going to have the Italian food tally for this. Well,
1: I mean, technically, we have the Volturi mentioned earlier, too. And they're in Italy. So maybe this is an Italian Ooh. thing. <laughs> Foreshadowing. In a weird way. I'm thinking Stephanie Mayer, like, did an Eat, Pray, Love. And if you ever... Have you seen that movie? I know it's a book, but... No, but, but, like, I know the cons, like, the general idea of it. Because, like, I loved the food portion of it because I was like, ooh, I really want to go to Italy and eat, like, fresh pasta. Maybe, like, Stephanie Mayer did, like, an Eat, Pray, Love when she was writing, like, the rest of the Twilight series. And New Moon was her eat phase, where she was just hanging out, like, eating pasta. And she's like, yeah, I'm gonna give Bella and Jacob, they're gonna eat some lasagna tonight. Oh, yeah! And then, like, Italy, the Volturi, let's bring this up again. I think she's yeah. just heavily inspired by this.
0: She's like, it's like the secret. She's, like, manifesting what she wants to happen, and she's, like, projecting it into the Twilight universe. Exactly! So,
1: this is the <laughs> eat phase. <laughs> Um, yeah,
0: I mean that's that's kind of basically the rest of this chapter. Uh, there, there's a whole section
1: where they the weekend they're hanging out. They hang out and Jacob is like, "Hey, I finished the motorcycles. Come over and I have a date for you. Let's come over." Yeah, and so Bella goes over and they hop in Jacob's truck, or I guess her truck, but Jacob drives. And Jacob, dri- yeah, Jacob drives, and they just drive off, and they're like driving off like a road off the coast or something like that. And in the distance, Bella sees the cliff, like, a group of guys, and they're diving off or jumping off the cliffs into the ocean. She's like, oh my god.
0: (laughs) Yeah, she, like, loses her shit Mm -hmm. because she thinks they're plummeting to their deaths.
1: Yeah, and then Jacob's like, no, they're just crazy because it's cold. And cliff diving. Yeah, it's cold outside, the water's cold, they're, like, wearing no shirts, and they just... Mm-hmm. Jump into the ocean, like, no big deal. I guess, like, one of the guys that they see is Sam. Maybe, like, Jacob mentions that it's, like, Sam Sam and his little gang of friends. Jacob calls them the LaPush gang. The LaPush gang, yeah. And yeah. then afterwards, like, as they're driving away, Bella's like, Jacob, let's go cliff diving or take me cliff diving because she's being reckless.
0: Yeah, she gets weirdly insistent on it and... Jacob gets really turned off. He's like, it's cold out. Yeah. I don't want to.
1: Let's do it when it's warmer. (laughs) Like, Yeah. Not right now. I guess, like, when they park and they get into, like, a place where they can, like, get the motorcycles out, he talks a a little bit more in depth about, like, that Sam and the Push Game basically talk about their pride and the tribe and how they act tough and call themselves the protectors and how they're kind of creeping him out because they're like looking at him (laughs) when they're out like kind of watching him and he's just yeah kind of like why are they staring at me
0: (laughs) it turns out when boys from the tribe get to a certain age which the certain age is kind of like not very clear they just start blindly following Sam. Yeah. And it's getting to the point where the two guys that were mentioned earlier, Embry and is it Quill? Quill, yeah. Are starting to act weird.
1: Yeah. Well, not Quill so much, but Embry is. I, I He mentions that out of nowhere, Embry just all of a sudden hangs out with Sam. Like, stop hanging out with him. Yeah. yeah. And it was just weird. And he was one of the guys cliff diving that, that Jacob noticed and... Mm -hmm. So, it was interesting. I, I have it on page 178, but Bella also, like, while he's talking to Bella about this, because it really worries him, Bella finds, like, this connection with Jacob, and it's like, she describes it, like, I'll read it for you. It's on page 179, 178, 179. It says, We stood like that for a moment, and it did upset me, in fact. I felt comforted by the contact. This didn't felt, feel anything like the last time someone had embraced me this way. This was friendship. And Jacob was very warm. He was hugging her. It was strange for me being this close, emotionally, rather than physically, though the physical was strange for me, too, to another human being, because he's warm, duh, he's not a dead, stone-cold human. Or not... a <laughs> vampire. vampire. It wasn't my usual style. I didn't normally relate to people so easily on such a basic level not human beings, like, this is the first person, I mean, not even her parents, I mean, I guess, like, there's a different kind of connection with her parents, but this is, like, the first guy, like, human being, living human being, that's, like, she feels a connection with, which I think is pretty significant.
0: Yeah, that she feels, like, intimate with, basically. Yeah,
1: because with Edward, it's just different. It's it's kind of interesting, because Edward's not really human, he's a vampire,
0: and I feel like there, there's a lot of romance there, yes, but I feel like the friendship level of the relationship is not as high as it is with Jacob. Yeah. And I could be wrong.
1: Well, I think she really just sees Jacob as, like, a very, very, very close friend. They've known each other since they were really small. And they're family friends. I mean, if you think about it, though, she has isolated herself for a very long period of time. And the friends that she has in at school... ...don't really interact with her as much. You know, they've kind of, like, stayed away. And even though she stayed away with Jacob for a while, even though she's been away, when she comes back, he immediately is like, Bella, he comes in with this, like, warm welcome.
0: Yeah, He, he doesn't hold her space against
1: her. Yeah, and so maybe that also adds to the connection that he, I mean, I'm pretty sure he has, like, some kind of hesitancy or boundary because, like, she hasn't, they haven't interacted for a while, most likely, but... Mm -hmm. It's kind of like we haven't seen each other in a while. It's not like, you know, we're still friends, you know. Let's pick up where we left off, you know. Let's hang out, you know. So I think that's kind of special. I think that's also why I like Jacob. (laughs) Minus the imprinting. Uh, We're going to have to talk about that at some point. That did not exist, okay. Breaking Dawn did not exist when I was reading New Moon. So there was a different (laughs) narrative happening. Breaking Dawn ruined it for me.
0: Yeah, but that's the end of this section of New Moon. You'll need to catch us next week to see what Bella and Jacob are up to with the little push gang. Mm. Or not. I don't know. I didn't read farther.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're covering chapters eight through eleven for the next episode. Mm-hmm. So if you are following along and want to read along with us, um that's what we'll be that's what we'll be covering. So yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: And we already plugged our Patreon at the beginning of this episode. For those of you who don't know what Patreon is, Patreon is a crowdsourcing site, kind of like GoFundMe, for example. Um, If you like what we do on the podcast, you can pledge a certain dollar amount um, each month. And in return, you get special um, exclusive material that we don't unleash on our normal podcast. Uh, Currently, what we have now is uh, bloopers and outtakes, um, our happy hour podcast and we will be unleashing fennel pipe after dark here pretty shortly which will have book episodes that we are not putting on this normal feed we are constantly changing and restructuring our patreon so if there's anything that you are interested in that we don't have we're always open to input but your money allows us to support our podcast and put more time into this by resource material by recording stuff mm-hmm. etc um, so we do appreciate those of you who have already committed, and if you don't have the money or, or don't want to, you know, spend your hard-earned money on our podcast, we are not offended. You can always rate and review our podcast for free on apps like I was about to say iTunes. Where am I? Am I in two thousand six? Apple Podcast <laughs> <laughs> and Spotify. Oh my God, where am I? It's been a long day. <laughs> Or you can share our podcast with a friend. Yeah. Word of mouth is a great way for us to grow. Mm -hmm. Where can people find us if they want to see the inside scoops on what we do with our day-to-day lives?
1: Or maybe see...
0: Like our cats or something. You
1: can find us on Instagram, our personal pages. I'm at Flute and Brittany's at BM Ross Music. And then if you want to follow yes. the podcast, we are at Fiddle and Pipe on Instagram. If you're more of a Facebook friend, then we have a Facebook group called Fiddle and Pipe Forum just for you where you can join. And yeah, we'll post announcements and other things. What you think about the book, if you yeah. want to share, just let us know. We'd love to know what you guys are thinking.
0: We'd love some... Some input from our favorite fans, and I think that's about it. We will see you all next week for the next section. Next section of New Moon, and until then, we will see you later. Bye, 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 bye.